What's up everybody, Milenis here and welcome to the Calligraphy Masters podcast. This is a show where I talk with some of the most inspiring and influential artists in the world of calligraphy, lettering and sign painting with the goal of exploring their mindset and understand how they became successful. Today I'm very excited to be speaking with a super awesome Russian calligraphy and lettering artist, Viktor Pushkarev. We are speaking about his start with calligraphy, his struggles, developing his own style, talking about Russian vias, doing it in a modern, unexpected way, his vias book, workshops, and much more. So, without further ado, let's jump into it. Hey dude, hi Victor, how are you doing? Hi, nice, you? How are you? I'm doing Today. great, very great, like uh, another podcast episode and another face that I meet for first time in, uh, like, <laughs> not real, but like we never spoke before, we never had a chat conversation, so it's... It's always cool to have meeting with new people and talk with them. <laughs> cool. So, can you tell me a bit about your background? Where you're from? How mm -hmm. old are you? Like, what was your life growing up and things like this? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, my name is Viktor Pushkarev. I'm 26 years old. I'm from Moscow, Russia. So, I've, I'm in calligraphy for about five to six years, and. Uh, yeah, apart from calligraphy, I do many things, for, for example, illustration, motion graphic, uh, and graphic design, ordinary, uh, but mostly I'm focused on uh, lettering and uh, a bit calligraphy. So when I started, I was doing calligraphy, but then I slowly started moving into lettering mostly. But uh, in my style, I have to combine lettering and calligraphy all the time, so yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, do you remember how... How did you get fired up for calligraphy? Is it something that you saw and inspired you or it's more like something that's been in you throughout your life? And uh, yeah, that's a very um, interesting story actually. So I was uh, studying philology, I was uh, studying English language and at, at some point of, during my studies I just thought like what can I do with languages because Mm, they were not so interesting for me, actually. And uh, then, uh, for some reason, I broke up with my girlfriend and I was angry and I was angry with, with my life. And uh, during that time, I started writing letters. It was quite a wonderful experience because uh, I'm draw actually, I'm drawing all my life, but um, I'm lefty and uh, I've started... I've tried to write letters and it was hard, but it was thrilling actually. And uh, I was angry with my whole life. It was just, I was very young and yeah, you know that first time you fell in love with someone. And uh, I've decided to drop off from university and uh, to move to a new life. So uh, I was, uh, for the first several months I was just not going into the university, I was writing letters. Uh, and uh, but then you have a thing in Russia. Yeah, it's obligatory to go into the army. So if you drop out from university, you have to go to army. Uh, yeah, that's a really hard thing. And uh, I've decided, for example, there there are some people that actually try to run from the army. They hide and then 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 they don't go. Uh, but I've decided it's easier for me to go for one year to be in the, in the army and then I'm a free man. So uh, I've dropped out and then I got into the army. For real? And actually, yeah, <laughs> I was in the army for one year. But actually, uh, I was um, 
using my lettering and calligraphy skills during my service. Uh, I was, since I had a very, not so, um, I have a beautiful handwriting and I was using it during my service, so uh, I had some privileges during my service. And that's how calligraphy actually helped me not to be too much, uh, uh, to be not too much a soldier. <laughs> okay, so what exactly did you have to do for the, for the army with the writing? Is it like some documents or what? Uh, yeah, at the first time th those, were, those were documents and then I had to write beautiful cursive for, for the army belts since uh, when someone releases from the army he wants, to be, uh, he wants to have a belt with beautifully written his name and surname on it and uh, yeah, I was, uh, I was a very good friend for sergeants that were releasing from the army since they were requesting all the time to write their names and yeah, that, that was the privileges actually. And also, after some time, uh, the officers noticed me that I have uh, that I n that I'm not also a good uh, calligrapher, but also I have some uh, graphic skills and I can do graphic design. And that's when uh, things went wild. So I had my usual typical day of being a soldier in the Russian army. And um, after that time, I had to be a graphic designer. So it was really funny, actually, a very non-standard way to serve in the army. And <laughs> so, yeah, that's, and, uh, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then uh, one year was actually uh, really, uh, really quick, uh, and uh, I released, uh, and then I've started a new life, and um, and then uh, I've decided also to learn how to do the wood carving and to uh, to do the thing. I had to go to the studies. Uh, because uh, at, the, at that time I didn't know how can I earn money with calligraphy, since I like was I had some uh, very tiny and uh, not so good portfolio with letters, and uh, I didn't have any clients, so I had to combine studying wood carving and uh, calligraphy, and I was working really hard at that time. So I was not sleeping; I was sleeping at at my work, and uh, I was writing, illustrating. And uh, then at some point I realized I had to choose one thing because you can't do both, it's too exhausting. Yeah. And uh, then after a year I've uh, moved totally into uh, illustration and calligraphy since those things I usually combine. And uh, then I started doing some projects, first clients, and then uh, things went uh, good. And uh, then I've decided to to become a full-time uh, lettering and calligraphy artist. So <laughs> okay, we we'll go a bit deeper mm -hmm. about yeah. that uh, in a second. But uh, can you tell mm -hmm. me? Uh, uh, can you tell me like uh, what were the sources you were uh, learning from in the beginning? Were you following some artists, or did you attend a workshop? You were starting from mm -hmm. a books, or how was it in the when, beginning? So the very beginning, uh, it was only I was use, using only if contacted. That's an alternative uh, um, website to Facebook, Russian Facebook actually. Yeah, so I know there it. were some uh, <laughs> so there were some groups with calligraphy, and then uh, I've met uh, Pokras at two thousand and twelve, uh, and then he had his first performance in uh, in a shop in Moscow. And that's when we first met in real life. And I was looking forward to how he does his work. And I was, I'm really inspired by his uh, performance and art. And uh, then uh, then was an army. I didn't have so much time. I didn't have any time to use computer. 
And after that, I've returned and went to St. Petersburg since uh, my style of calligraphy is uh, connected to the Slavic culture and Russian culture. So I had to go to study at the Masters. And uh, in St. Petersburg, they, there is a, a very uh, well-known uh, calligra calligrapher, Pet Piotr Chobitko. And uh, he's mostly known for his uh, vias and ustav, those traditional Slavic uh, letters. And uh, that's where I studied for a bit. And then, um, and then I just used the internet, since you have now in, on internet there is so much information. And, uh, and actually there's not so much information about vias. So that's true. you can find, yeah. So I, like I'm, I myself, like for uh, like it, it was some years ago. Now I guess it's mm -hmm. my like uh, more info. But like two, three yeah. years ago, I was like very into like Vyas, and <laughs> I was searching everything on the internet, and there was almost <laughs> nothing. And I knew I had to search in Russian, which I understand. You know, I'm Bulgarian, and it's mm -hmm. similar language, but still I couldn't find anything proper, mm -hmm. and I was so pissed. Like I know how it is <laughs> with the Vyas. But what were the styles you started with? Did you, like, is it been from the beginning for you only Cyrillic calligraphy or you started no. with Latin or how was it? No, I've, I've started actually with, uh, that's a usual thing. Uh, when, uh, uh, when you get into the calligraphy, you just adore Gothic, like uh, Gothic calligraphy. And I'm starting doing it. And then I did some street art and I was experimenting with uh, Gothic calligraphy. And also I did some uh, basic uh, styles, like w very historical styles. But then at some point I realized that uh, those Cyrillic, uh, Cyrillic styles of calligraphy are just something very interesting for me actually. And then just I went into Cyrillic mostly. And so uh, and at this point I realized that I have missed some, thing, some things in Latin calligraphy. But you can't be a master of all trades because you, uh, you have to be good at one style and those other styles you have to know at some basic level, which I actually do. Uh, but I'm not good at them, but I know them. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, and uh, also about the studies, uh, then uh, during, uh, um, it was 2016, uh, uh, and then I've... I've decided to, I don't have enough knowledge and I've decided to do studies about uh, typeface design and then I again moved into St. Petersburg and I was staying there for a half of a year. I didn't finish those studies since I realized at some point that uh, typeface design, it's a very interesting matter but uh, I'm not thrilled at it. It's uh, more like doing those vector things and the kerning and all of that, uh, more, mostly engineering thing and things and uh, that's I didn't finish but I've gained knowledge actually from that a really good basic knowledge academical so and that's when I returned back to Moscow and started again working on uh, my uh, uh, my book and my style and yeah that's and, and now I'm here <laughs> and at, so. at what point uh, you start like Mixing or also learning lettering. What was the re the reason for that? Like uh, so, uh, the reason is uh, very simple. Since I've said earlier that I'm a lefty, uh, but at some point I started writing with my right hand. And usually when I do calligraphy, I write with my right hand. And you know that thing that it's obvious. 
you have to practice your hand because if you don't practice it, it will get worse during that time. So you have to do uh, every day, you have to write. And that's a bit of a problem for me because for some reason I simply can't feel uh, the, uh, the letters with my left hand. I can't write actually with my left but I can write with my right hand. That's a really strange thing. I, uh, I sometimes I uh, try to explain to my students that uh, right hand simply feels like how you uh, simply feels how you simply know how to move your hand and how to use the instrument. Uh, but left hand is mostly for lettering. So <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm I'm super confused. Like you're yeah. <laughs> you're you're a lefty, and you usually mm -hmm. write with your left hand. But uh, I do, yeah, uh, but calligraphy I do with my right hand. What? <laughs> yeah, that's a strange thing, actually. It's strange, but it's like super like cool at the same time. I'm like, okay, like I know lefties, but and I know also people who mm -hmm. uh, started learning to write with the other hand as well. Mm -hmm. But now like you're saying you're being a lefty in general and then mm -hmm. somehow you, you can do better. That's, that's awesome and, yeah. and weird at some point. Yeah, uh, yeah, th that's weird. And also, uh, I have some friends from uh, very good uh, calligraphers from St. Petersburg that actually they are lefties. But when they started doing uh, calligraphy, they moved, they moved to their right hand, and now they use their right hand as as a daily basis. So, but I went into a very strange way <laughs> to develop my calligraphy. So, yeah, uh, but that's how things work. <laughs> I'm, I'm super confused, dude. Like, because. <laughs> Because at one point in calligraphy, when I understood that, like some masters, when they become like at very huge level, if they, for mm -hmm. example, write with the right hand, they they learn to do it as as well with the left, mm -hmm. or the other mm -hmm. way depends on the person. So at yeah. one point I was like, okay, like maybe I should start learning with the left. <laughs> but man, mm -hmm. my left is so bad. Like, like <laughs> I don't know. It, I don't know how much time I have to spend in order to do. Mm -hmm. Even a beautiful letter, not a calligraphy one, but just a letter mm -hmm. in handwriting. My left mm -hmm. hand is so bad. And I'm like, <laughs> and you now seeing like this that you had to learn it like this, and then you have also friends doing it. I'm like, mm -hmm. is this some <laughs> secret uh, trait in Russia that no one else knows? <laughs> no, there's some really hardworking uh, colleagues at and uh, in Russia that so they are uh, they love uh, they love calligraphy so much that they have to just change their hand yeah and what yeah. that's super <laughs> awesome like is is calligraphy yeah. is calligraphy where like very how to say it, spread around and like are there many people doing it in Russia yeah actually for the last uh, 4 years the calligraphy has developed really good in Russia and uh, well, in Moscow you have some. You have a very powerful school of Yevgeny Dobrovinsky. He's a really powerful teacher, and he has um, students like Natasha Toropitsina and all very huge student base. And also in Saint Petersburg you have uh, students from Pyotr Chubitko, uh, uh, at which I, I, I've studied at, at that school. And uh, yeah, and also you have different schools in other uh, parts of Russia, in Samara, also you have in Nov uh, Novosibirsk. And yeah, it actually got really popular these days. Uh, but also, you know, uh, when uh, calligraphy got very popular, you have some bad schools that try to sell their courses. Uh, and yeah, that's, that's normal actually. And uh, uh, 
I really hope that at some point they will develop into uh, getting the content not into the quantity but into the quality. So uh, there's a high chance that it will ha that will happen. But yeah, uh, those uh, traditional schools which are actually very old in Moscow, uh, the Yevgen uh, Dobrovinsky is actually. Um, teaching students for approximately 15 to 20 years, which is a very old school. And uh, Pyotr Chubitko is also approximately at, at 20 years. And he's been teaching his students for this whole life, but uh, the start of his school actually was about approximately 15 years ago. And yeah, uh, and uh, since there, is, there are some really master degree, um, uh, artists, but also you have some young uh, calligraphers that are really good actually and they're uh, developing their skills really quickly and sometimes you like uh, you got you just open your Instagram and you see new faces and they're really good and you and they just popped up from nowhere and they, they and then you ask yourself well how did they get so good in such a short, short time so yeah, that's, the, that's how things work in Russia. <laughs> uh, at what point did you start getting clients and uh, what jobs did you mm -hmm. have to do for them? So firstly, uh, because my style is very unique and it's mostly Russian oriented, uh, I've started firstly getting some uh, clients from uh, from the church, <laughs> yeah, and also, and uh, then I got some clients from another part, like from the pagans, and uh, because it's also connected to uh, to them. Uh, but then, uh, since it got at some point, that style got very popular, and then when I got some graphic design lettering, uh, and also I got some art art objects, uh, art projects I've did. Uh, in Moscow, and also, um, also I've uh, been uh, contested in. Uh, there is a festival in Russia called Krug uh, Sveta. It's uh, when you got your letters projected on a big theater and uh, all buildings, and also did that. And yeah, and so I don't know actually how it works, but. I never search for a client. They actually come usually come to me. So um, and then, but at some point, I've I've stopped doing um, uh, client requests because at, for some reason I thought like I don't know anything. Like when you got your skills, uh, when you get your skills good, and then at some point you just realize that you're not good enough. And then when I stopped. Actually, uh, I had students uh, when I was very, very young. Actually, in a, in a in a matter of calligraphy, I had some students, and uh, I was doing the clients' work. I was uh, teaching students, and then at some point, I realized like who I am to teach someone. Like my skills are not so not that good because I've seen how my uh, how uh, masters of calligraphy. Uh, teach their students and like I was like well I'm really bad at it and I should stop it <laughs> and uh, then I have moved to St. Petersburg to gain knowledge and at that point I just get, gained that academic academic knowledge and I've improved my skills and I've returned back to the client work but no, I didn't return back to giving uh, lessons to students. From, from time to time I have some um, 
small uh, small courses for for two days, but that happens usually one time per year. Like, and uh, I'm also well known in Russia that I give uh, knowledge for free because uh, last year I've released my Vyas book, which actually is being now translated into English, which is actually free totally. Like, uh, I, I uploaded it to the Vkontakte because it's the biggest platform you can get in Russia. And it got really wild because the uh, uh, the qu- uh, the quantity of uh, it got so many views, uh, got so many reposts and likes, and uh, the uh, calligraphy community in Russia was really uh, thrilled about it. And uh, I've spent one year actually working really hard on that material, and uh, I've uploaded for free for rent- for just for the like because I wanted to do it. Well. <laughs> This is a, a very good thing that you did, and at the same time, it's very smart. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, yeah, and I need the I need the link for this book. I need to yeah yeah. Uh, I need to get it. Like I don't. I mean, <laughs> it, in Russian, it's still good for me. Like I know maybe yeah. some people will need uh, the English version, but after the podcast, remember to send me the link, please. <laughs> yeah, of course, I'll send you. Uh, but now I'm I'm translating right into the Russian because it's not actually a typical book you can find because it has so many motion graphic and it's and it's unique in that th- term that uh, all letters and are animated and I've spent so much time working on it and I I just um, I'm quite sure that it will find uh, its viewers outside from Russia but now I'm just preparing uh, an English version of it. Uh, and I uploaded it will be a whole website actually about Vyas book, so yeah, it requires time and uh, but during that you have to gain money and you have to do your own projects because you uh, can't co- uh, uh, I can't concentrate all the time on one project because it's uh, it might lead to a bad strategic uh, um, Sorry that I just yeah. did I like stop it, but um, I was just thinking like you said you stop mm-hmm. like teaching people because you don't feel mm-hmm. like uh, which is great and I understand it, mm-hmm. but at the same mm-hmm. time now when you tell me the story about the book and you see it so well uh, preserved mm-hmm. from people, man, you should definitely mm-hmm. teach like Vyas or something like this. And whenever mm-hmm. you are like good at something, but you think you feel like uh, okay, mm-hmm. I'm I need to learn mm-hmm. more, you can always mm-hmm. do this like this. Uh, workshops or whatever you teach the people mm-hmm. let's say vias basic level mm-hmm. or for, for beginners yeah because yeah when you feel like better you can start making another one like uh, mm-hmm. uh, vias for uh, how it said like medium or intermediate whatever i'm like my english sometimes yeah i understand yeah actually uh how i've started writing the book Actually, uh, the very beginnings of the book were actually the material I uh, did. I created for my students that uh, material that I gave at my workshops, and then at some point I realized I can develop that knowledge into something bigger, and uh, and I did not for the sake of earning money or gain, gaining my audience. I did it for the sake of uh, improving my own skills. So, at, when you write a book, actually you. Uh, develop your own skills and you get a good uh, view of what things you know, what things you don't know and uh, also you, when you upload materials to uh, online uh, you, can get rec- uh, you can get reviews of your, uh, of your materials, is it good or is it bad 
And yeah, actually I can do workshops and I'm planning to do that. Uh, but I'm now preparing it in a, most, in a more interesting manner. Because uh, at this year I've uh, uh, decided to move mostly uh, to start uh, gaining audience outside from Russia. Because uh, yeah, approximately a month ago uh, I was actually staying on Bali for two months. And uh, that's where I did my first uh, lesson uh, on uh, VRs to non-Russian speakers. Okay. And that was really, really uh, interesting thing because, you know, you can, uh, from they, uh, the viewers, uh, my students, they didn't know that if Cyrillic even exists. And you have to explain <laughs> what Cyrillic is. And then you, uh, and VRs is really complicated and it's very unique. And then you have to explain how ligatures work. And they were like children, actually. It was, they were really... Um, um, they were surprised that such thing exists. <laughs> and, uh, and then I realized I should do VRs outside from Russia. And uh, that's why I'm now translating the book. And that's like uh, step by step, I'm uh, moving towards into workshops. And uh, but still, uh, there's so much work to be done. <laughs> so, are, are you planning to do any workshops in Europe? Yeah, uh, I, I'm planning by the end of the year to go to US. And uh, since uh, when you ha when you have to plan to go to the US, you have to uh, go there with a very good budget. And also going to Europe, yeah. Also, uh, I'm planning to do that, but. Firstly, I have to plan my summer because summer is usually the time when you get good client requests and you can do very interesting art projects. And uh, that's why I'm now looking towards like what I'll be doing, doing do what I'll do this summer. And if uh, things get lucky, I might, might get into the Europe and that's when I can yeah, teach someone to do VRs. <laughs> what do you mean by very interesting clients? Yeah, but usually, uh, because summer is a time when you can uh, create art objects. And I haven't done that for, for the last two, three years because I was working really hard on improving my skills. Like, um, you have to do, because you can do art projects, client work, that will improve your skills. But if you get focused on improving your skills on the paper, it, you'll get much better and uh, that's when and those things are quite separate for me and that uh, this year I was I'm looking forward I'm looking forward for doing mostly art objects because um, probably you remember last year I was doing uh, lettering vias inside of the forest yeah on, was, on wood and stuff like this yeah yeah and those things were really unique and uh, those projects I did for myself because when you do uh, your, your own project, it gets views and then you get clients. Like those are simple things how the industry works. And uh, now I'm working on a very interesting <laughs> secret project that will be, uh, yeah, it will uh, be really, really good. It will be, in some, you know, from some point of view, it's an improved version of that wood project. Forest project. Is this and, uh, is this something Russian? Another thing Russian? Like poker has all the time these secret projects. Now you you tell me you have a secret project. <laughs> is there a secret behind having a secret project? <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, but uh, because if you start uh, telling about your project uh, during du during the process of the project, it you might fail. So that's uh, how the things work. You you shouldn't tell anything until it's done. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Okay, I, I see what you mean, but at the same time, who cares, man? Like failure is just uh, the path to success, you know. Yeah, uh, but you're. Um, I'm my own worst critic. So if I fail, I just get really depressed. I acknowledge that I'll get I'll get better in the next time, in the next try. But uh, yeah, I'm really hard when it gets to being self-criticized. <laughs> yeah. Okay. How so, how do you handle mm -hmm. failure? Because like I think failure is a great part uh, of the journey and of success. Like I myself mm -hmm. like have failed, I don't know, maybe not hundreds, thousands times yeah. with, with, with things around Calligraphy Masters since the very beginning. And mm -hmm. failure is, uh, it's, 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 it's a strange thing, you know, like, so mm -hmm. I'm wondering how you, how, how do you handle failure? Well, the last time I've uh, uh, failed, uh, it was actually, uh, I have many failures, but usually I, uh, just uh, do statistics and uh, I uh, try to look upon for the for example I've been working on a for example I've been working on a project for the last three months really hard and uh, then you uploaded it and you see how uh, it works does it work uh, how the audience sees it and when you put a lot of effort into a project and it doesn't go as good as you've planned you get depressed and uh, and that's uh, I got uh, really depressed in the December of the last year because I was working the whole year whole year on my book and it it got really good but I, I did I was I wasn't satisfied how it got good and then I was like really angry and uh, and then I decided yeah I should stop doing calligraphy I should rest and I then that's uh, when I, I went to Bali and I was staying there for two months and uh, and then that's where I, I actually also do filming and all of that stuff because uh, you have you can be creative in multiple fields at all um, at, per at the same time because uh, visual industry is a very interesting place to work in and uh, during my staying on Bali uh, I just realized that uh, yeah uh, yeah, I can do filming, but calligraphy is my thing. And then I just started being uh, not depressed, and that's that's when I got also motivated to work again. And yeah, you have your ups and downs, and that's very normal. But when you put a lot of effort, and then you don't get the uh, result you've you've tried, you've wanted, you just fall down. But that's the most interesting thing when you have to get up again and to work again. And yeah, it happens all the time. But in the December, I just went really angry. I was like, I'm working too much and I don't get the results. Why is happening that? And, um, and you have to analyze what the mistakes you did, what you did wrong. And usually you don't, you don't do that if you're really successful. But you, if you fail, you analyze and then you realize your mistakes and you don't do them again. You'll do like, mistakes on, on other mistakes, yeah, <laughs> but you have to uh, stand again and uh, go forward.
keep yeah. going keep writing <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's the thing <laughs> okay that's awesome and yeah you you mentioned some of the things that pop up in my mind like uh, i saw in bali you were doing videos so mm -hmm. is this something like that you feel it's like another passion of yours because i remember when i started with youtube like mm -hmm. i felt the, this love with uh, with filming and video editing like like the the way when i discovered calligraphy and i told when i discovered mm -hmm. calligraphy i there's not gonna be anything else that i'm gonna feel the same way about mm -hmm. and the funny thing is when i felt the same way about this with filming and video the good mm -hmm. thing is i didn't stop calligraphy and i found a way to combine them you know so yeah uh but uh being an artist today is not simply about writing uh letters or uh or creating lettering you have to create a good presentation of your work and uh, at some point uh, i just invested money into a good camera good steadicam gimbal drone and uh, and those are things that can uh, from those things you can actually gain money but not filming calligraphy and uh, at some point i've uh, in december actually when i decided to pause my calligraphy activity um, I've decided to do filming, and I'm inspired by beautiful women. And uh, I, yeah, I, fil I film, I filmed some models on Bali, and yeah, that's a good thing because you can do that. Did you only film them? Did you only film them? <laughs> yeah, I only filmed them. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you just take a pause, relax, uh, enjoy the views, uh, the island, and. Um, Actually, I plan to stay there for a month more, uh, but uh, I, did, uh, I didn't wrote about on Instagram in English, but actually uh, I uh, got an injury. I fell on the floor and I got 12 stitches on my head. Like What? it was, yeah, I, I was, it was really strange actually, because uh, uh, I was lucky because I had paid insurance and uh, everything went good i didn't had uh, head trauma or anything and uh, I've, even after that i've decided to stay on bali but I, have to, i had to do a visa run and i had to go to i decided to go to the singapore because i always wanted to visit that city and uh, at the registration desk uh, they told me we can't give you a transit visa because you are going from bali to singapore and from singapore to bali And uh, I was like really unhappy about it. And then I've decided like, yeah, I got a head injury. They didn't allow me to go to Singapore. Maybe I should return back to Russia. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I bought tickets and I flew back to Russia and here I am. Uh, but when I returned to Russia, the first minutes I've stepped on the uh, Russian land, <laughs> I've uh, felt like, yeah, man, it's time to do calligraphy and lettering again. So uh, and that's when I returned home and started working really, really hard. So um, even though it is latest, latest two or three posts, I've been developing some really uh, strange style of yas. Yeah, yeah, those. yeah. I want to speak about this because like mm -hmm. uh, I saw this and like, I mean, you've done some one post some time ago mm -hmm. in the same style, mm -hmm. but now I can see you starting focusing on this, and mm -hmm. this is super cool. It's super unique and something I haven't seen. So talk a bit about <laughs> this. How did you come up with it? And uh, yeah, uh, I come up with it while I was writing a book 
yeah, you, you see, when you write a book for yourself, actually, you gain some knowledge and you uh, realize some interesting things about VRs. So, uh, when you write uh, uh, typical VRs, you have uh, ordinary contrast because you do a flat brush and you just move uh, like it, it's wide when you go downstroke. Uh, but uh, what will happen if you do the reverse contrast? If you uh, turn your flat brush 90 degrees and you do uh, mostly, it's called reverse contrast. No. And that's when uh, things got really interesting because Vyaz is very ornament, ornamentic, ornamental actually. And it's, uh, it's beautiful. It, yeah, <laughs> it's very ornamental. But when I reverse the contrast, it also got ornamental, but in a different way. And uh, that's when uh, things went crazy, because uh, it's very unique. It is <laughs> and, super uh, unique. <laughs> and, it's, uh, and it's a very good field to uh, research and to create interesting compositions. So now I'm working uh, on a... I have a very old paper, actually, from the 18th century, what? and uh, now I'm uh, yeah. I have uh, friends fr from a library, a national library in Russia, and they gave me a very very old paper, and now I'm doing those uh, letters on a very old paper, because yeah, this is a, a Russian imperial stamped paper, and uh, what? yeah, now yeah, and I'm combining some really really old paper with uh, modern reverse contrast VRs, which is a very unique thing, and I'm just playing with it because uh, I'm really accustomed. Like a, when you're a calligrapher, lettering, uh, lettering artist, and a graphic designer, I'm mostly accustomed to that letters should should have a, some uh, purpose because when you're creating design, uh, your design has to solve some problems for the client, and uh, this type of art. It doesn't solve anything. It's just like art for itself, and uh, I'm just playing around, and I'm being really happy because that's a thing I haven't do done in a while. Like the latest thing uh, from uh, art art project I've done is the uh, I was doing vias on the stones. Um, probably you yeah. remember. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, that's when I after that project I focused on releasing my book and also some small client work and then I stopped, went to Bali. And when I returned back to here, I was like, yeah, I should do art projects again. I'm really happy about it. And, and yeah, and I'm working 24 hours a day. I don't sleep and I was like, I was dry, drawing all the time. Yeah. That's super <laughs> awesome, man. Maybe <laughs> one day you'll be doing this new style on wood and stones as well. Yeah, uh, uh, actually on Bali, I was uh, doing a small research because Bali is a very cheap island actually and uh, I was talking with a uh, stone carving master like uh, if he can create letters in a stone for me like uh, I can create the design and he can carve them and then I, I, was, I had a really crazy idea like to take a really big letter Cyrillic and to go onto the volcano and put a letter on the volcano. It was, it was really an insane idea. Uh, but yeah, I was planning to do that uh, in a month. I planned to stay a month more on Bali, but that's when uh, things went really strange and I couldn't stay on Bali because of the head injury and I can't, can't do, and, it didn't, and I couldn't do a visa run. So 
I'll do that again uh, because I'm planning to return to Bali maybe this year again because it's a really good place to be. Um, if you haven't been there, I recommend you because it's a very uh, unique island. Yeah, I haven't. And now that you did you talking, I was just uh, being in my mind, okay, I have to see this. <laughs> I have to go there. Yeah. <laughs> but man, 12 stitches, that's, that's, that's not a joke, man. Uh, I have here something on my head and it was uh -huh. like three or four stitches and 12 is a lot, dude. Like... It's, well, uh, I, uh, isn't this, I had this dangerous. <laughs> yeah, that's dangerous. But uh, you know that I have uh, many had injuries because I have here uh, injury, here injury. I was oh, as a child, I was very active, and uh, and uh, you probably don't know, uh, uh, but I lived in Serbia for ten years. Okay. So in yeah, so in some uh, from some point of view, I'm your neighbor because I lived there. And uh, that's, uh, that's where I studied my primary school. And uh, that's where I got so many <laughs> injuries because I was like very active. <laughs> I see. Yeah, so 12 stitches is, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a bad thing, but it's not the worst thing that can happen. <laughs> Obviously yeah. not. Well, you're good enough. Yeah. How, how, how long does it take approximately to do one of those pieces that you showed me on the paper? Like? Um, well, firstly, uh, you have to do a sketch. Uh, and um, Usually I do sketching on uh, my vacuum on our, on our iPad. But then uh, when you go straight onto the paper, uh, yeah, it can take for approximately um, 8 to 10 hours because it's very detailed. And you have to like very, it has some very tiny elements and uh, it takes time. But when I develop uh, a sketch, it takes approximately four hours, five hours. Yeah, uh, it, it, it's worth actually because, uh, you know, everyone says like uh, calligraphy is a meditation. But lettering is also some, in some point, from some point of view, is also meditation because you're just creating an ornamental, ornamental pattern, and um, it's, yeah, uh, it's a fun to play with. So, but it takes time. What are the tools that you use in creating this? In this, uh, usually I uh, use my Lamy uh, Safari. Uh, uh, this thing and also that's for the outline and uh, and then I use my uh, brush to fill the letters um, but when it gets to calligraphy it's also it's always uh, white brush always because yeah uh, you can also create vias with with a typical uh, brush pen but it's a, just a different sort of vias. It, it's more smooth and it's more like silky if you get the point of the words. It's really, uh, it's not so sharp edged. So you can... Hmm? can you, you, can you or can't you do like vias with also with broad edge nip? Or is, is not... Yeah, 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 yes, you can. Uh, I was I was afraid it, to ask because like I was not sure if I've seen other people do it and I, I did it like this and I was like, man, Maybe I did it just this way and it's not <laughs> correct. <laughs> yeah, you can do that. Actually, uh, you should uh, scroll down the... Uh, because my main uh, colleague uh, in Russia is Andrei Martinov. I know him. Uh, and yeah, and uh, he actually uh, wrote... Via, he does vias with his uh, brush, white brush. So, but uh, vias is a very interesting uh, style because it's considered to be 
apart calligraphy, apart lettering, because you have to combine those two all the time. You can do the vias only with lettering, uh, but even now, no one uh, from historical research is no no one is so sure about how vias is actually written because uh, you can draw the same things, you can draw it, you can write it, and you can combine those. And uh, uh, but you, when you strive for the perfect result for the most uh, ornamental, uh, I consider lettering is better for the vias. Uh, but if you do uh, calligraphy type of yaz, it's it's good. Uh, but you should do that on a uh, big objects because you sh you it's not so good to do a lettering like for these letters so big. Yeah. And which is your favorite way of doing it? Like which one do you uh, enjoy the most? Yeah, mostly I love lettering because uh, since I really love combining illustration and uh, and lettering so yeah I, I mostly now uh, for the last uh, half of year I uh, work mostly work with my left hand but when it comes to some client work you have to firstly to write because nothing can um, replace standard calligraphy yeah because calligraphy is calligraphy lettering can be based on calligraphy but it won't wants uh, but it could it can't replace yeah <laughs> Earlier you told me there's like a, a lot of uh, new names popping up, young people which are good. Yeah. Can you mention yeah. some like some names that are young and they're worth following and checking? Uh, yeah, there are two guys from Moscow, uh, Stepan Barnev. Uh, I will send you the links. Mm -hmm. uh, Stepan Barnev and uh, Ilya. Uh, I guess it, his name is uh, his surname is Novozhilov. They are now practicing. Uh, Roman capitals and they're getting really really good because Roman capitals is the hardest thing you can do actually uh, and uh, they're getting really good at it and also there are some really really young but I, there is no need to um, tell the names because if you uh, name them now they'll relax yeah. <laughs> but I, I see that uh, yeah but I see that those two guys are working really hard uh, and uh, I and uh, it's good to tell about them because yeah they deserve it. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Yeah. And uh, my 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 <laughs> questions popped up like it's okay. I'll just uh, what was it? Oh yeah, like you said they're doing Roman. I was I wanted to ask is there an Cyrillic alternative to all alphabets, like is there a Cyrillic Gothic or Cyrillic Italic and Cyrillic Romans? Yeah, yeah, they are alternatives, uh, but it's considered a bad taste to write uh, Gothic uh, Cyrillic because uh, adaptations of Latin, uh, Latin Gothic to Cyrillic are not so good. They're, they have some flaws and they're not so... Um, um, if you consider about very historical alternatives, uh, they're not so good. But you have, but if you create some some your own style from that thing, it can be good. For example, as far as I know, uh, Pokras uses some uh, Cyrillic alternative, but Pokras has its own style. So yeah, he just developed it. 
um, uh, but for italic you have a good alternative and uh, for historical uh, other historical uh, styles you have them but they're not so good yeah uh, I can send you uh, if you're interested I can send you the materials also which we have uh, uh, on the contact and uh, you can see like they sure I would love to. they they look good but they're not the Latin thing, like Latin is very perfectly balanced, uh, but in uh, Cyrillic variations, it's, it doesn't look good. And you, as a calligrapher, you can see that it has some flaws. For normal people, like, they can, they see uh, Cyrillic Gothic and they say, wow, it's good, but they just don't understand that it has some bad things inside of it. Well... <laughs> I understand what you mean, but like having a flaws means like there is a way to improve it and like you can still learn yeah. some stuff from it. And yeah, I, I myself uh, actually I've mm -hmm. seen a very good variation of Gothic and Fracture in Cyrillic. Mm -hmm. I also mm -hmm. myself have done some because I mean, I don't look anything. I just I mean, Cyrillic mm -hmm. is my uh, native mm -hmm. language, like uh, alphabet. And I do some mm -hmm. Gothics from uh, Gothics from my head and I enjoy a lot of them, but my point is, I've seen also some very good Russian alternatives to mm -hmm. Gothic, so... Hmm. Uh, probably, uh, I can't recall if uh, Andrei Martinov, uh, he has uh, his Gothic workbook, uh, a PDF, um, uh, presentation of his letters, okay. and he, he, as far as I know, he sells it, and I can't recall if there's any Cyrillic alternatives, but the... Uh, but the letters of, uh, the Gothic letters of Andrea are really good. They are just perfect, perfect in, from my point of view. Uh, I, sh I should look because probably he has some alternatives. And in, in, in his Instagram he has uh, Cyrillic Gothic. But those typical uh, alternatives that you can find, they're not so good. But I'm not telling that you shouldn't write because... <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just, just want to see what's your point of view on it. That's it. <laughs> okay, you mentioned yep. some, some, some... yeah. Oh, sorry, you want to say something? Yeah, I'm just, I just wanted to say, like, uh, if there's nothing, you can create something. Like, if uh, there is a bad uh, Gothic Cyrillic, you can jump into it and to create something new and good. And uh, that's a really uh, good position to be in because... Uh, Cyrillic nowadays is a really broad field to, exper to experiment and to create something new and unique. So uh, we're actually very lucky to uh, use Cyrillic because we have a um, really we have a play we have a place uh, we have a playground in which we can experiment, play, and create something new. <laughs> that's true, and that's, it's awesome that you see it this way, like. Yeah. That's, uh, that's very cool, like, yeah. Okay, you mentioned some young names. Can you mention, like, uh, some uh, old, uh, older, I don't know, like, real masters in Russia? Like, I mean, mm -hmm. uh, you already mentioned, like, two people who teach, but can you name, mm -hmm. uh, mention some names that are... Yeah, uh, for example, uh, I really love the work of uh, Sabina Aliarova. He's from, she's from St. Petersburg, uh, and... Um, uh, she has a very good experimentation uh, with, uh, I, I can't even name the style she does, uh, but she's really good. She's also a student of Piotr Cebitko, but she has a, a far more, more experience than me in calligraphy. 
Also, uh, there is uh, Natasha Toropitsina because yeah, she's uh, she's probably the best calligraphy in Russia, uh, uh, parallelly to Andrei Martinov, uh, because she also uh, does uh, Arabic calligraphy, which is insane. She studied uh, Arabic calligraphy. Um, I I don't know where, but outside from Russia, and uh, she's really good. She's a master, and. Um, also, uh, there, there are some uh, minor names, for example, um, just a moment, because when, when, I, uh, when I look, when I have uh, Instagram, when I open my Instagram, I have uh, several names that I look constantly, because you can, when you, you know, you get into the Instagram feed, and uh, sometimes it gets you get too much information, but I have some those names uh, which I look constantly. Also, Devika and Vita Lopuhini, of course, like they are <laughs> they are from Ukraine, but that can be in some from some point of view considered as around Russia. So uh, I really love them. They are like uh, uh, very creative, and their letters have some life inside of them, and. Um, <laughs> Probably that's it. Three names that will be uh, um, good, because um, um, if you uh, there are some other calligraphers, but I don't look too much at them. Like they have good bad works, but those three names, like they are my mostly um, viewed <laughs> masters. Have you have you <coughs> thought about uh, have you thought about like uh, the book? I mean, you said you you did mm -hmm. it for free, but have you thought about creating a how is that like live copy of it so people can buy it and have it in their hands? Yeah, actually, I got some requests from uh, book uh, manufacturers, and uh, but uh, at this point, I don't see um, a reason to create. Uh, uh, an offline book uh, because uh, it will be really strange if I put the same material that's already free inside uh, an offline book which is not, it's a weird way uh, but uh, I have plans about it uh, probably in a two or three years it may come <laughs> no. because <coughs> yeah, you know, I ask because, mm -hmm. of course, you did mm -hmm. it for free and mm -hmm. you said, like, what's the point? Well, mm -hmm. first of all, if you do an offline copy, you always can add a few more pages and check some, some things yeah. to change them. But even if you don't do this, like, mm -hmm. if I have the PDF, I would love mm -hmm. to buy the book because yeah. I have some mm -hmm. e-books, but still I buy the original book because it's, it's yeah. not the same feeling as having a real book in your hands. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Uh, but uh, at this point, like, um, for example, you have a, um, some old masters, uh, like uh, uh, Dmitry Petrovsky. He published three books about calligraphy. The last book about calligraphy is a really big one. And, uh, and he spent writing those books um, probably 20 years. And I consider it will be not so uh, respective to, for example, like I was writing my book for more than a year and like I can publish it and I can sell it. Uh, I consider like 
I can create a product which will be actually good, but have to uh, put so much effort into it to be proud that I created a unique product. So uh, that's why uh, I always mm, I always respect when someone works really hard, and that's why I'm so hard on myself because um, when I want to create a Vias book, it has to be really good. And uh, so I've started from a free version of it, but during that I'm improving my own skills and parallelly I'm writing an offline book. So those things are just parallelly. Uh, but you know, uh, writing a book is a really, really hard thing because it takes so much time, so much energy, and also you have to eat, you have to do customer work, you have to uh, create your own projects. And uh, it's actually a very normal thing, like those uh, names, I, uh, uh, those calligraphers which I, uh, which I named earlier, they can, they can write a really good books, but they don't have time to do it, which is a bit, uh, which is a shame actually, because they have so much knowledge and you sh they should share it with the audience, and, uh, but they don't have time. And I can't, uh, uh, and I can't, um, and I, uh, I don't know what, I don't know actually the word in English, but I can't, I, can, I can't judge them because, yeah, and uh, I'm putting all my effort to create and to give uh, a new information to uh, the viewers, but it takes time. So the book, it w I will release it, but it's just, it, I just need time to do it. Because yeah, I'm uh, I'm also collecting books, and I know that there is a huge difference between an ebook and a standalone offline book. Because you can download like hundreds of big books, and they're not worth of it. Like they are just a, a they're like a spirit. <laughs> you can touch them, but you an offline book it has weight, and you can. Uh, smell it and you can read it and yeah <laughs> no but I think it's like uh, you have a very great way of thing, like seeing the things like mm -hmm. it's, uh, I really I really love the your uh, arguments about it so it's it's pretty cool that you <laughs> see things this way because <laughs> I don't know like I don't say there are not people but I don't think there is so many people our days that uh, mm -hmm. uh, see the things this way and I think it's quite important to have more people like this Mm -hmm. So that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, but do you have in Russia some uh, like uh, how to say like Russian tools or pens and inks that are good and popular, but you know them only you in Russia? Because for example, there's like pilots mm. there worldwide. Uh, I don't know, <laughs> popular. But no, you, you usually we uh, buy uh, calligraphy instruments uh, that that. that uh, created outside from Russia. Okay. Um, we don't have an, an anything in Russia that's considered to be Russian and to write calligraphy. Uh, and that's a normal thing because uh, even though uh, calligraphy is now really popular in Russia, uh, but uh, it doesn't have it doesn't have any legacy like it has outside in the Western world, which calligraphy now exists for a really long time. But during the Soviet Union, we had some problems and um, we don't have the legacy. Uh, but probably, maybe, well, I can't, I can't uh, name uh, 
collar pens like the, the, the Russians. You have the masters that create collar pens, yeah, and uh, you can consider that a Russian instrument because the uh, master, the creator is Russian. But yeah, but no, then there is none uh, um, Russian instruments. We buy everything uh, that comes from outside. Not even Russian nibs or something like this? We have Soviet nibs and uh, they're considered to be a practice tool because they're really uh, hard and uh, they are not so um, flexible. Uh, okay. Because in, actually in Soviet Union uh, calligraphy was practiced in, in school uh, but in a terms of just improving uh, your handwriting, not just for the sake of beautiful calligraphy, not for the sake of the art. And uh, there, there are many um, those uh, sh sharp nibs, uh, but uh, they are not so good for the classic calligraphy. Uh, but you can practice with them and also you can draw with them because they are since they are really not so flexible you can create a good lines and uh, you can draw with them uh, and that's it uh, also you have uh, wide nibs uh, but they're not so good as the western nibs so yeah <laughs> is the calligraphy and lettering your uh, oh, what's fucking English <laughs> like sometimes the words pop out for like uh, is the, uh, is your main income from calligraphy and lettering or you have to work something or some do some other jobs in order to live uh, usually uh, how I work uh, inside the, uh, how my business actually works I have a period when I take uh, client work a period when I earn money and then I have a period when I create my own projects because uh, Usually, uh, you improve during the uh, during your own creative projects, and uh, so I have a phase when I do the clients and a phase when I do my own ideas, and uh, yeah, usually uh, clients come for my uh, for my uh, letters, and uh, sometimes they request some letters combined with illustrations. But I mostly love doing uh, standalone calligraphy pieces, which actually are being sold to the collectors and uh, those who appreciate my art. And uh, that's the best income I can get because I create art and I get money from it. Uh, but when I, I try nowadays to run away from the design because um, it's, nothing, it's not the thing now I'm very thrilled uh, of. Because design is good, it solves some problems, but uh, at this point I, have to, I want to create an art. I, have to, I want to express my feelings and I want to create a beautiful uh, visual image. So uh, that's actually the reason I'm now looking forward into the Western market, because uh, Russian style is very unique and uh, I... Um, I really think that it will get good outside from Russia. Uh, but that's a field I have to now test and do, you have to do the, the testing phase because you can create <laughs> many paintings, uh, but if they're not sold, uh, what's the reason? Yeah, you get satisfied from the art, but you don't get money. So that's not good. <laughs> yeah. Have you done or have you considered doing some prints of your work, like selling some prints? 
Yeah, uh, I uh, the the most uh, strange thing about um, uh, my work is that my audience uh, asks me all the time, uh, "Do I have some prints for sale? Do I do some clothing?" and and I just like probably I I'll do, but Dude, then <laughs> come on, man, like. <laughs> People are doing prints and shirts and they're trying to sell them and your audience is asking you about it and you're still not doing it? Yeah, but uh, the thing is, like, um, I'm trying to create a focus field because when you create an art, a uh, very unique art, uh, as it, because it, it's very unique, the price is very high. And when you create uh, your own art and you sell it uh, to multiple or to a big audience, it doesn't uh, reach the level of exquisity and uh, the it doesn't it doesn't become ex something extraordinary so th those are just two ways of uh, developing your own image well, like, I, I think uh, I think it still can be unique because like if it's like something mm -hmm. you say it's unique and expensive mm -hmm. you if it's this way you just put like 50 mm -hmm. or 100 limited edition mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's the way actually how the Pokras uh, uh, works uh, but now I'm la just like trying to um, uh, to develop something very very unique. Like for the last things I'm doing, they're mm, something really new, and uh, now I'm looking what can I do with them. Uh, because Vyaz, uh, it's a mostly uh, historical thing. Uh, it's uh, you can you can experiment with them with with it, but it doesn't get uh, into the level of extraordinary you just mm, you can create uh, the forest project uh, and the uh, uh, the forest project was unique because I got gold leaf I got forest and I got vias and uh, but I'm searching for something that will get really big so well I think mm, you found something already <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm working on it <laughs> Uh, but about limited editions, yeah, you're totally right. Uh, but uh, when I find the perfect timing for it, I'll release because I have uh, so much material to release. Uh, but I'm searching for, like a, I'm trying to do good strategy because if I do multiple things at once, I can fail uh, fail at all of them because I can't cope with the all the tasks. So you, I have to do the priority list. And to see what's also to do the A/B testing, uh, what goes good, what doesn't go good, and also for some reason my Instagram, like for the last year, uh, didn't grow so much as I've expected. And like I was, uh, for example, uh, two years ago I was uh, uploading not so much, but it got uh, audience. And last year I've decided like I should every second day to upload, and I worked really really hard. And it didn't grow. It grew like for 5,000. And I was like thinking, what's going on? What's going on? Like, uh, and I was, that's why at December I was a bit depressed because I put so much effort and the result was not so good. And uh, Well, what's going on is uh, Instagram is changing all the time, algorithms and stuff. <laughs> so it, it's, yeah. not, it's not, the, the problem is not in you, man. Mm -hmm. It's just uh, you have to all the time to adapt and change the way yeah. you, you post and... Uh, interact with your audience so mm -hmm. it, it's yeah not... but 
but it doesn't get into the Instagram game. You know that you have to upload it because you want to fame, but you are doing letters because your own sake, because you love them. Uh, so that's the most important thing. Uh, but from a business point of view, you have to get your audience bigger and better uh, because uh, those um, numbers actually uh, do a thing when you sell your own, uh, your own paintings and art. So uh, at this point, I'm now like searching for a perfect style and then I'll find the perfect timing to launch a project. So um, maybe uh, sometimes it looks like I'm doing nothing, but actually I'm just working and planning how to do it. Like uh, it's a strategy game and uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm enjoying it, but it's, uh, uh, it's not a computer game when you get fail and you can restart the game. You have to <laughs> consider mistakes and how to do them. <laughs> I see. Um, no, when, when considering like teaching... Uh... Mm -hmm. uh, Bias workshops outside of Russia. Mm -hmm. Do you still mm -hmm. teach them in uh, in Cyrillic, or you you make adaptation to a Latin Vias, mm -hmm. if I can call it this mm -hmm. way? Yeah, actually, I have some because uh, because I so. I think I think Latin it's uh, much more easy to adapt to Vias, you mm -hmm. know, uh, versus adapting uh, Gothic to Cyrillic Gothic. You know, yeah, I think the yeah. Vias mm -hmm. is much easier to adapt, or yeah. is it? Because uh, I don't know, like. Uh, Yes, actually, uh, I have some adaptations to Latin, and uh, these last pieces I'm working with the re reverse con contrast vias is actually Latin. Okay. So, yeah, so um, I'm experimenting with it, and uh, um, so that's when I go outside from Russia to do the workshop classes. I have to, I will, I'll have the Latin uh, versions and also Cyrillic versions. So that's actually uh, what takes now time to translate my book because uh, I have those sketches, but I can't upload them because you have to do a perfect presentation of it. Yeah, you know, uh, the better done than, than perfect. That yeah. actually works, but I have some high standards that I just did for myself. I'm not too. Uh, uh, I don't. I don't give my some unreasonable high standards, but I just do. A, they're pretty high, but they're not so uh, unreason unreasonably, and um, I can cope with them. <laughs> I see. But it takes it takes effort, and I'm been. Uh, I'm really hard working. And uh, yeah, uh, and, uh, in Russia, um, it's told like who works that uh, if you work, you can, if you work, you get the result. Yeah. That's how it works. <laughs> of course. Do you have some uh, names or people that you follow who are outside of Russia, like uh, Latin calligraphy or calligraphy artists that you enjoy the work of them a lot? Uh, yeah, Paul Antonio, uh, I really love how, uh, even though he's far from Vyaz, I really love how yeah, he does Yeah, it doesn't his. matter, just, just people yeah. <laughs> who inspire you, you know. <laughs> uh, also, I love uh, Nick Visoli because he's a really cool dude and uh, I'm, uh, I really want to buy his works, actually, and uh, if I'm, if, uh, if, Maybe if I come to Italy, I'll totally want to meet him. Yeah, awesome! Whoa, it's 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 insane, dude! Like yeah, uh, this is pro. Really? Like this is also his, 
But, uh-huh, uh-huh. And I have another one, but this is my like my favorite work of his. I saw it mm-hmm. when I was in Milano, and mm-hmm. he told me like he spent like a, a week or more to create mm-hmm. this piece. Mm-hmm. I, I think this is my very very favorite for, from all my prints that I have of mm-hmm, different mm-hmm. people. This is like mm-hmm. oh, it's such a yeah, beauty. Yeah, it's you know? really good. Yeah, it's. I would like to have that one. <laughs> well, you should totally. you should check like he's selling them online, but I don't know if there's mm-hmm. two any left. But mm-hmm. man, this is uh, Nick. <laughs> Nick is amazing. He's a, and he's a great person. Like to be around, yeah. to have as a friend. He's he's fun dude. And but yeah, his work. Fuck. Yeah. And uh, that, that's what I, I'm pissed mm-hmm. about him because I want him to have him on the podcast. And he's like, uh-huh. oh, my English. And I'm like, dude, I know your English. Your English is uh, good enough for a fucking podcast, you know? <laughs> yeah, uh, I, uh, maybe I, I, I could try to write him a letter. Like, I would like to hear a podcast with him. Maybe that would motivate him. Dude, yeah. please do this. Because <laughs> yeah, seriously, <totally. laughs> like, I try some people to convince them. And I try to... Um, tell them that people who are listening they don't come to listen oh mm-hmm. your English is perfect or not mm-hmm. they, they enjoy listening to the story of the people and uh, yeah. what and how they do you know so yeah and the, <laughs> the thing is with some people I can understand like uh, they're very bad at English but people mm-hmm. like him they're not that bad like you can understand yeah. <laughs> the, and and it's really <laughs> annoying man like because yeah. there are some great artists that I want to do and they're like, oh, my English. I'm like, dude, you write me a perfect letter on Instagram <laughs> explaining how you can do it. And how do you write this letter if you can? <laughs> yeah, but people are sometimes shy and that's okay. Probably uh, uh, when you, um, during the process of uh, creating podcasts, they will consider giving a con- podcast. Yeah, I'm sure they will they'll agree to join but maybe a bit later maybe they'll just or probably you can uh, try to send them a a script uh, with some questions and they can prepare but during the talk you can get into a free way and um, yeah yeah. because yeah I I have actually uh, done like for one two people I send them but we haven't mm -hmm. still recorded those episodes and I was thinking Uh like but I was like a bit afraid, like if it's so mm-hmm. much scripted, like would it feel, I don't know how it will feel, you know. But now that you <laughs> say like go find some, that, that, that's, yeah, that mm-hmm. uh, seems <laughs> correct to do. Yeah, also uh, about the masters uh, from abroad, I love uh, John Stevens, of course, he's a really good master, like insanely good at calligraphy and lettering and yeah he's just also i love uh, work of barbara calozari because yeah she's also far from Vyaz, but i really love the uh ha- those letters like they're something i i wish i could do but i'm not going into that field because uh, uh yeah jack of all trades but master of none yeah, yeah. that's a proverb and um that's uh for yeah, and also, uh, well, looking at the calligraphy masters, uh, the g- group which you've been uploading for the, um, also, and that's it. Because uh, in some from from some point of view, uh, yeah, I'm really love to give likes, but sometimes I'm really focused on working rather than uh, exploring. And I have some those masters which I look constantly and uh, try to learn from the best. But sometimes, you know, there's an interesting thing when a very young calligrapher gets, gets into the field and he has an interesting point of view on the letters. 
and sometimes you can uh, learn from those who are worse than you in a in a in, in a skill, but have that but they have a better view on letters from, from they are very creative, and that's a very interesting thing because sometimes yeah you learn from the best, but you also should look upon those who are just starting because they have some unusual way of thinking, and um, that's the thing I've uh, came across so many times. And, uh, and usually when you uh, teach someone and then uh, they tell you how they look uh, on the letters and how they write and, uh, and yeah, it's a very interesting thing, like you can, you can learn even from the worst, <laughs> from a, a point of view of skill, because you, can, you can't tell that the calligraphy is uh, bad at calligraphy, it's not good to tell that thing. Uh, but it's just a skill and if you write every day your skill increases which is very normal thing uh, but uh, uh, for me it's very uh, very um, I really love the philosophy of letters like a calligraphy uh, calligraphy master can be really good at skill but uh, I'm uh, um, it's important for me how he looks upon his craft, and uh, does he has does he have any philosophy inside of his craftsmanship, and uh, and uh, that's also important for me because skill is just a skill, but you, if you put something your soul, your philosophy, your way of thinking into the calligraphy and lettering, that's when uh, the magic starts to work. And uh, that's a thing which is very, very important for me, uh, because uh, you, I hope you, I, I see you understand, like. Yeah, I love it, man. I'm just so happy that people like on your age uh, are seeing the things this way and are thinking like this. So it's, it's, it's super cool, you know, like, I, I wish there are more people like you. Seriously. Yeah. And uh, do you like uh, when you do art or practice like uh, do you how do you do it do you, do you like to be in silence or you do some music that you like that helps you focus yeah from time to time because for example if you uh, you have as a uh, normal uh, human being i have uh, different motions and sometimes i want i work in uh, in a very si in, a, in silence and sometimes I want to uh, play some hardcore metal and yeah, it depends, like I have different moods and uh, but usually um, when it gets into the vias, I love mostly some Nordic or Slavic ambiental music. I just don't, I don't, I don't, don't know how it works, but it actually helps to get into some uh, interesting, um, you get interesting experience from it because uh, when I was doing the forest project, uh, I experimented with working in a silence when you just uh, listen to the birds and um, you just listen to the forest and you get one experience but when you try to uh, play those uh, that Slavic type of music in the forest, traditional Russian music uh, and uh, it gets very strange like totally unique experience and um, but yeah, it depends. Like mm, 
but when I uh, have a lot of work to do, I put the headphones and uh, <laughs> play the hardcore metal because it really mo motivates me. <laughs> yeah, why not? Fair enough. How, how much time do you spend on, on practice? And has this uh, time of practice has have it changed throughout the years? Like, did you practice more in the beginning, or do you practice more now, or you don't practice at all now? Like, how is it? Um, when, uh, for example, now I'm in the phase of doing my own creative projects, and uh, the, the most important thing for me is that during that phase, I have to create uh, some uh, pro finished product. And during that, I have a multiple experiments, and that can be considered as practice. Because, uh, for example, those um, works I've shown you before, those are just experiments and practice, but they've, uh, at some point, they've started to look as a finished product. So uh, that's a philosophy of uh, working, because uh, just writing letters, it's not enough. You have to create a standalone piece. And, uh, do, and how you reach that point uh, of, of finished piece, um, uh, that's, um, that depends on how, skill, how much skill you have. And, uh, but I know some uh, calligraphers that are doing only practice, like they're writing the same letter all the time. And that's totally okay. Uh, uh, the, last, the last time I've done it was approximately one year ago. And I consider that's not too good because you have to do the basic training all the time. Uh, but at this point, my philosophy is to create a finished uh, art. And uh, during that, I practice and create my skills. So um, there are many ways to improve and to uh, get better. Uh, but at this point, uh, for me, it's much more efficient to create something finished. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, awesome. That sounds cool. Can, uh, do you have uh, any particular dreams or goals which are connected with what you do and for the year or yeah. for the next, I don't know, for the future? What's, what's, where are you headed with what you do? Yeah, this year I, I have a plan, so, as I've said earlier, to go to the US. And um, for some reason I want to go to the Adobe Max conference. And, uh, but at this point, I, uh, that's, a really hard, uh, that's a really hard thing to reach because, uh, he, uh, if, for example, if I plan to stay at US for about two to three months, I have to have uh, in the pocket 10 grands, and, uh, which is a quite a reasonable sum of money. Um, but it's, it, it's achievable, uh, but I have to work really hard at it. And uh, so the plan for this year is to reach the Western audience. And, um, and that's, that's why I'm working now with the different styles of Vyaz uh, and trying to uh, represent my works in a bit different way. Uh, and, uh, but uh, plans for uh, 10 years like is to uh, become a really recognizable artist from uh, uh, Russia. But, I'm not, mm, I'm, it's, I'm, I, I don't want to be connected actually to, uh, only to Russia because it's, we are now living in a uh, big world, it's just a planet. I don't, don't want to be connected to some kind of government or, uh, but still uh, uh, have a legacy uh, of Cyrillic and I want to show the world how uh, our letters are 
beautiful and uh, interesting in, in some way. And uh, so 10 years, recognizable artist. <laughs> and yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, well, uh, plans for this year are very, uh, they're non-abstract non because I have, uh, I have planned everything. But in 10 years to say I have a plan to become a recognizable artist is a more bit abstract plan and those type of plans doesn't, don't work. But uh, I have some plans like for in three years, what I want to achieve in three, five, ten years. So, but uh, globally told, like, I want to become big and recognizable. <laughs> yeah. No, but, and that's the thing that but that's cool. people dream of. That's mm -hmm. cool. And I'm yeah. like uh, now hearing that you have plans for three, five, ten years. Like, uh, mm -hmm. why and how is that coming? Because, of course, this is super cool and important to have but mm -hmm. i know also many people and artists who don't uh, don't even take time to think about those things uh but those are actually my mistakes because uh in 2016-17 uh, i was just drifting i was like i went to saint petersburg and i wanted to learn but actually i was without any plans of what i what i want to do further and at some point i realized that i actually lost myself during that studies and uh, drifting uh, and uh, going nowhere is actually the worst thing that can happen in your life. And, uh, and that's actually a real nightmare because at some point you realize like I've spent so much time. I did, uh, I did experiments but those things didn't work for me and uh, I le learned actually nothing except for making mistakes. <laughs> yeah, uh, learning about your mistakes is a very... Um, well, that's not nothing. Um, yeah, that's a, the best thing you can do, but uh, uh, drifting is a bad thing, and uh, so that's why. And also, in in a, from a, it's interesting that human brain, uh, uh, for for me, like one year is a, I I can uh, achieve goals, uh, but I can't give my uh, myself so really high goals, like uh, because my brain doesn't work in that way but if you plan in a three years you can set some really really good goals and you and you, you your brain can can't count actually three years because it's a really big time so you have to plan plan three five ten years uh, which is a better thing than one year plans it's a good to start with but you have to uh, look further beyond that span of time so yeah <laughs> awesome uh, uh just the question just came up to my mind mm -hmm. is there a special mm -hmm. i mean of course there is but like what are mm -hmm. are there better papers for that or it's like any other calligraphy alphabet doesn't matter so much the paper or... uh doesn't matter actually i've been uh, working lately with handcrafted paper i have friends they lived in moscow but they moved to saint petersburg and uh, so they create handcrafted paper and uh, because bringing, uh, writing letters on a paper for me is not enough on usual paper that can be, that can be bought in uh, art, art places, art, art markets. And that's why I'm always requesting them and I pay them uh, money to create uh, handcrafted paper for me. Uh, so, um, but VRs can be done on different uh, paper, like it doesn't matter. It, it, everything... On, the only thing that matters is your skill. <laughs> you can take the worst type of paper and you can create on it something very unique. And uh, because I have this uh, very, very old paper, uh, it's a very good 
um, opportunity to create uh, something very extraordinary because you can you can't get this paper anywhere you, uh, because it's uh, in a f it's very expensive and uh, also it doesn't you you can buy it uh, at the usual places you have to find someone and yeah okay but <laughs> it's good luck how does it feel writing on such paper man like are you not afraid writing on it to not mess up or something like this no uh, actually uh, i pre because if you have a good skill it the better the skills the uh, the less the chance you spoil the paper uh, but yeah, I had some uh, um, cases when I spoiled uh, artwork, like, and I was really angry with it. <laughs> but it happens, yeah. It's just a part of the work because you uh, being perfect means that you are not improving, and uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but I mean, like, come on, like paper that's like uh, from uh, three centuries ago. It's still like I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's okay even if I have the most expensive papers that I bought. Okay, I don't care to mess up, but something that's like uh, three centuries uh, ago is like, ooh, that's a bit... Uh... Yeah, but uh, if you don't, if you're too afraid to work on that paper, you will do nothing. <laughs> so you have to do. There is no way going back. So <laughs> that's true. That's true. But it's good. Like uh, also, I'm sure it's very important for many people to hear this, especially if they are new to calligraphy. Because mm -hmm. you know, in the beginning, you have so wrong uh, thinking about so many things. Like I remember mm -hmm. in the very beginning, at one point, I was buying sketchbooks like crazy, and at one point, I had like. 10 different sketchbooks which are just sitting brand new and I'm like, oh, so cool paper and not even touching it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, actually, that's a very typical problem because when I go to the art market, I see some sketchbooks and I want to buy them. And you buy the sketchbooks all the time and you get a very big row of the sketchbooks and they're empty. And uh, <laughs> that's a funny thing, actually. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Like, okay, like now I see some people who I am... Come on, people, let me know if you've done something like this. Depends on where you're <laughs> listening or watching this. Do you also do this yeah. stuff? Like, it's funny because I never <laughs> thought somebody else is doing this because I was thinking, oh, I'm just some crazy dude like here collecting sketchbooks and keeping them. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, at some point I've realized that I can... Uh, 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 those sketchbooks, uh, sketchbooks uh, could be a perfect gift. For example, if you um, uh, at the first, uh, I don't know how to call it, spreadsheet, or at the first, um, you can uh, modify that sketchbook and to give it as a gift yeah. to someone. And that's a really good solution because uh, holding back those sketchbooks at your home for no reason is a bad idea, actually. it's. But if you give someone a gift, uh, you'll uh, um, you'll make someone happier, and also you give a piece of your art to someone, and uh, you you should consider doing that because yeah, it's a good solution. Well, I don't <laughs> have any more this much. I had it like when I was starting, uh -huh. but now most of my sketchbooks are like started or full or stuff like oh, that. Oh, uh, then uh, yeah, then it, then it's good. <laughs> no, I was speaking like in the beginning, you know, and uh, also mm -hmm. there was like a huge uh, reason for this was like, it's up to date, it's a big reason. Like I don't mm -hmm. have so much often the time to write because most of the time I have to handle 
the Instagram of Calligraphy yeah. Masters or Oof. the YouTube doing uh, podcasts and. Uh, but how much do you sleep actually? Because uh, as for, uh, uh, I see that you're working all the time. You're like. Uh, doing podcasts, you're uploading videos, you uh, manage to do the Instagram page, and yeah, well, that's so much work. To, you're crazy, like. Well, <laughs> sometimes I don't, I don't much, but uh, I don't mm-hmm. know. Like, I do all this stuff because I fail a lot, man. Like right now, I'm focused on podcasts because, like, in January, YouTube demonetized my YouTube. YouTube channel, which means I'm not making any money at the moment from it, mm-hmm. and I'm um, I have to push uh, stuff, you know, to exp- like it's n- I'm not writing, but it's still like something that I'm learning how to mm-hmm. manage and to go good way. So I experiment, like, mm-hmm. and it's I'm really mm-hmm. having actually fun with this podcast because I think it's probably well, it's the only one I know that's uh, about calligraphy, mm-hmm. lettering, and sign painting. And it's always mm-hmm. like for five years I've been always in many things being the first. At one point, some, so many pages started copying me on Instagram, and this year I stopped reposting stuff because so many pages copy what I share. And of course, it's cool to inspire people, but like to have ten, fifteen different pages having the same content, I don't think mm-hmm, it's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I try to push myself and right now with the podcast I really enjoy it like it's really cool I meet uh, I have mm-hmm. to meet people like you and talk with them and I also like that the guests the guests are mm-hmm. satisfied with the feedback also the feedback from the listeners is great so mm-hmm. I'm just mm-hmm. waiting for the moment when uh, people start copying me and start doing podcasts but <laughs> it's okay you know I don't know sometimes I don't in a long time I don't get much sleep, but sometimes I have these periods when something gets, I don't know, like you, mm-hmm. you're like uh, failure becomes and you're like lost and confused in those mm-hmm. kinds of days or weeks I get some sleep, but there has been many times that not much sleep, you know, depends, yeah. depends on how, mo- how much you're motivated and how much uh, you feel good about <laughs> what you do. And how much coffee do you drink? <laughs> yeah. Well, like I've been a bartender for 11 years and I try to not use coffee as much because I've used it uh, a lot in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I think the best is water and fresh juices, but sometimes I push myself, like depends on how much you're tired. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to drink some uh, energy drinks and stuff like this. Mm-hmm. But oh. usually I think the best is uh, natural water, juice and something like this. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, if you enjoy what you do, you don't uh, feel this uh, tiredness and uh, sleepiness, you know, because you're just mm-hmm, pushed mm-hmm. from inside to keep working and do stuff. And especially when you yeah. see that people get it well, like they enjoy the results, it's even more like, okay, let's do more. <laughs> yeah, the most important thing is not just to, not, not, not to give up. Like, it's, yeah, you... We've, we've talked about it. You get depressed. You get uh, you lose the motivation. You lose you lose the fire inside. But yeah, nah, you stand up again and yeah, we'll work. <laughs> and uh, because um, about those Instagram uh, clones, like the easiest thing is to clone an Instagram page. But doing videos and podcasts, it you have to put a much more effort. So I probably I I think that there will be. No, but you no. know what's the annoying thing? Like, 
of course mm -hmm. I repost stuff, but many people didn't really, they don't realize that I spent hours and hours of looking accounts and mm -hmm. things that okay I find this this is cool that will be mm -hmm. inspiring for people and it will of course the best thing is to get more reach and attention but those pages they they they, they see already what's uh, going uh, well and mm -hmm. this is the annoying thing because many times I've tried okay mm -hmm. uh, I've been reposting new stuff but sometimes I'm like go into a profile I go very deep like very old pieces mm -hmm. I repost mm -hmm. and there is no chance that all of the sudden everybody will decide to share yeah. this person this old post you know and yeah. this is when you realize that they are copying me and what I do so mm -hmm. yeah that's for sure but uh, uh, but uh, the best thing about calligraphy masters is that you have a uh, you have a person, uh, we, uh, you, we know who stands behind the calligraphy masses. All, all other uh, Instagram pages, I don't know who, uh, who is the administrator, how much he knows, does he love letters, or like, I don't know anything about it. And about calligraphy masses, that's really good, because uh, you're also a calligrapher, and you love your work, and you just uh, appreciate other calligraphy masters and that's that's the best thing about it so um, clones probably they'll just they'll copy and they usually die they have a spawn of life like for well I, I don't mind people being inspired mm -hmm. of course it's like mm -hmm. the best thing for me is calligraphy to grow as mm -hmm. much as possible to help mm -hmm. as many artists to grow but just mm -hmm. uh, there should be a better way to do it you know like uh, and I don't mm -hmm. know like that because I have this influence that's why I made these changes, I stopped reposting it. It's super hard, like, seeing, like, oh, my usual reach that I'm used to, to go down, and it, it's not mm. easy. I mean, it's it's fucked up for me. Like, it's it was a big reason for my depression in the beginning of the year. Like, I don't, I didn't know what to do because I'm used to some numbers. I'm used to every day do mm -hmm. repost, and at one point all this stopped, and I was, mm -hmm. I was lost, dude, but... Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but have you considered creating a Patreon or some pages when you can uh, get some money from, like, have you considered doing something like that? Well, no, but, like, uh, I was relying on YouTube and now in a few days I'll be able again to apply. Then I'm working uh -huh. on, on some merch and then a website mm -hmm. is being expected. I mean, the website should be ready in January, but the person mm -hmm. who is, like, there is some stuff. A lot of stuff have planned, but I know sometimes you have to wait for the moment, you know. Yeah, yeah. perfect timing. <laughs> yeah, I just, I'm doing my best which I can at the moment and just hope for the best, you know, like, yeah, do what I can with um, what I have at the moment, pretty much. Yeah, the only thing that remains is just to work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, the, do you have, uh, is there uh, some... Uh, how to say, advice or tip that you ever received that helped you the most on your journey? Somebody gave um, you advice or a tip that it was crucial for you or that changed your mind, something like this. Mm -hmm. So uh, I have received one tip and uh, at, uh, w which gave me the uh, best results, I can call it like that. Uh, Piotr Petrovic uh, Chubitko, my uh, first master of calligraphy, he has a very, um, he, he tells to his students that 
you, uh, you can't spend a day without writing a letter. So that's a really good actually thing because uh, if you uh, don't write a letter for uh, one day, you, y your skills decrease and you get worse at it. So um, that's the most important thing uh, as far as I remember. And uh, the, most, the, most, the second thing that actually is very important for me uh, is when I realized uh, at the 2016-17, uh, when I uh, for a moment thought like I've lost myself, that you... Mm, you can't be uh, jack, uh, you can't be um, uh, jack of all trades. Like you can be profound in every style. That's it's it's impossible actually. Well, uh, it may be possible if you are in calligraphy for fifty years or so, uh, which actually uh, John Stevens uh, John Stevens do. Uh, but you, at this at some point you have to realize what you actually. Uh, love and uh, what style is uh, what style suits you the best and uh, and that point I've returned to Vyaz and that's when I start working again so um, you have to concentrate you have to your own you have to have a focus field because if you don't have a focus field you again drift and you probably lose yourself and uh, because it's not so important important to develop your own style. Uh, you, it's very uh, unreasonable and stupid to set a goal to develop your own style. Actually, while you're doing, while you practice, while you experiment, that's when you develop your own style. And uh, because uh, when you write letters, you'll develop your own style automatically. So. Uh, taking a goal like I want to develop my own own style is not so good actually because it's an uh, ab abstract thing like what what is a style how you can you describe your own style without knowing what style do you have so that's most a philosophical thing but uh, only practice studying looking upon the masters uh, will get you to the point when you realize what you love uh, the best what 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 you love and what you want to create so uh, and that's from my experience because at some point I was like I love this I love that I want to uh, do everything from calligraphy and uh, then I lost myself and uh, that's a mistake and I realized that it was a mistake and <laughs> that's good but uh, that's not a good experience because uh, it's obvious you have to be expert in one field and you can be um, semi-experts or you have to, you know, in other fields. But you have to focus on one field mostly. Because uh, if you don't do that, you'll be just a standard. Uh, you'll not be so recognizable. And uh, you'll be master of none, which is not so good. So that's probably my advice. <laughs> like... Uh... Uh, how much time every day do you spend on like uh, improving yourself, like doing, uh, not improving yourself, but I mean the things you do, like uh, artwork and practice and like, are you doing anything else apart the calligraphy and lettering? Like, I mean, you <laughs> must be doing and my point is like, what do you do when you're not doing calligraphy or lettering and what do you, how do you enjoy spending that time? 
Yeah, at, uh, for, that's a funny thing because some of my friends say that I have no life, like I'm doing only letters. And uh, that, that was actually a true thing uh, about me um, two years ago. Uh, but that at some point I've started experimenting, like going into the forest and trying to listening and try to listen to podcasts, going out into cafe and start. I've actually uh, uh, start started to work a lot into in in a cafe. So I have a place. It's like like a, some kind of co working space, uh, but it's more user, It's more friendly. And you go there and you just draw letters. You create and. Uh, you have you can communicate you can uh, be uh, surrounded by friends and that's a good place to work in but sometimes when I need to work really hard when I have to concentrate uh, I stay at my home and work uh, for approximately for for example yesterday I worked mm, eight eight hours and uh, sometimes I work more and uh, but sometimes uh, I I feel like I'm exhausted and I sleep and I sleep and uh, but usually when I get uh, when I get motivated I just work all the time and uh, even for example I have to reach that uh, co-working space and in public transport I open my iPad and I draw and I like do that everywhere uh, anytime and. Uh, but I do that because I just love my work. <laughs> awesome, that's um, the best. Yeah, but sometimes it gets uh, a bit scary because if you draw too much and when you just you have uh, your hand too much, uh, uh, your hand gets exhausted and it starts to hurt. And that's a not so good thing because you've reached the limit because uh, your body has a limits, your brain has a limits, and when you just pull yourself too much and uh, you can get into the feel when you get uh, exhausted and when you get exhausted you lose the motivation and that's that's a, a very um, uh, you have to be really uh, how to say really careful with that because if you pull yourself too much if you push yourself too much uh, you can uh, just get into a bad state uh, and in a bad mood and uh, because uh, you have to remember that letters are not everything like I really love my job I uh, can draw for 12 hours a day and but you have a life actually <laughs> and it will be a shame to spend your own life only drawing letters so that's also a mistake I realized a year ago because I was uh, last year I uh, isolated myself for a month or two and I just was drawing and I didn't communicate uh, with anyone because I was, I was like I'm, I want to work and I don't want uh, to be um, I want to be concentrated all the time and at, during that isolation I realized that's a very stupid thing to do because uh, <laughs> you were born on this planet to enjoy life like you can create letters and you're enjoying your life but you have to share your happiness with someone you have to be surrounded by friends and yeah but being an expert doesn't mean you have to ruin your personal life uh, well that's what for i the do sake of, 
Yeah, but but it's a good thing. But if you reach uh, some s certain degree, uh, you'll notice that it's uh, uh, it's it was not a smart move. But you have to reach that some degree because probably uh, you're now in a mood when you feel you have to work. And that and that's the thing that really fills you, and you you're feeling like you're doing a right thing. But at that at some point, if you uh, start to feel like you're not doing, you're not living your life the proper way. That's that's the perfect moment you have to stop and to realize what you've been doing, because if you don't do that and you and you continue to push yourself, uh, you'll get burnt and you just be exhausted, and. Uh, and uh, I, uh, you have to be careful. But if you, at this point, you feel like you are really, really uh, willing to work, you have to work. So that's <laughs> well, well. Even when you don't feel you have, you can work or you have to work, you still work, man. Like I don't know, it depends yeah. on your goals. Because especially with CM and the numbers I have yeah. and the goals I have. It's it's not a matter of choice. Oh, today I feel like this, and tomorrow like this, and just yeah, yeah, I understand. Work, work, work. Yeah, and no, no friends, no nobody. Like sometimes it's annoying. Like yeah, you need to see people and stuff. But most mm -hmm. of the time it's fuck it. Like uh, I know what I want to achieve with this thing, and I know it's based on uh, lots of sacrifice. So mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, you have to do the sacrifices, but. Uh, as far as you're telling the, uh, about uh, sacrificing your friends, you, uh, at that point, when you get into a bad mood, you have to just remember how um, the number of people you motivated and you uh, inspired uh, to get into the calligraphy. And that's a really amazing thing. I, just, I can't even imagine being you at this point because you've done so so much uh, to calligraphy, to modern calligraphy. So, um, so people, my, that it, it's not a secret that so many people are grateful because you've shown how calligraphy is a unique art to a modern viewer. So uh, I, I know, I know what you mean. And sometimes mm -hmm. this is what I'm discussing with my girlfriend because, like, mm -hmm. like sometimes it's it's not all the time, but sometimes there are people who write crazy messages or send emails which are like it makes you it makes me smile but and it's cool for a moment but i just forget it because i have so many like uh, dreams and goals that i want to achieve mm -hmm. and reach and for a moment it's super cool and like yeah that's nice and yeah i've actually done this but it's very fast it, mm. it disappears and you just fall into again to the stress and work on this on how to make this how to do this and this and this and it's <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I guess it's yeah but uh, that's the reality is of being an adult an adult to take responsibility and all the tasks of everyday hard life but yeah um, but still uh, I prefer being hap happy working uh, on uh, things I love than working on the things that I don't love yeah. so uh, from that point of view we're, we're really lucky and happy to do that. Yeah, that's for <laughs> sure, man. And, and I actually really enjoy talking with you, man. Like it's 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 <laughs> like it's the first time we meet as many of the people on the podcast. 
And it's really <laughs> cool. I enjoy talking with you. So, like, uh, if you want to say something, wish something to people that are listening now or people who are mm -hmm. wondering if this is for them, if they should start, if you have mm -hmm. something to plug in to promote something of yourself upcoming or <laughs> some friends, whatever it is, go on. Mm -hmm. Uh, well, um, I have nothing to promote, for, ex of, of, for exceptions of uh, that I'm now working on an English version of my Vias book. So when it, when it will be released, I'll just contact you and I, um, uh, probably you, you'll want to share it sure, to sure. everyone on TM. So, and, uh, so, and the, I, I've told the advices, but I'll repeat them. Just work hard. <laughs> Keep writing. Yeah. Keep writing. Keep writing, yeah. <laughs> Okay, buddy, so, like... Uh, uh, sorry, sorry, what? It was, uh, I just want to say it was also a really big pleasure to talk with you. Like, uh, it's the first time we met, but uh, it's uh, from this impression, like, I've met an old friend. <laughs> awesome, man. I, I, I feel the same way, and I'm, I'm glad that you feel this way. And uh, <laughs> let's set it up from now. Next time uh, you feel like you have something to share, or then you'll be guest again in the podcast, man. I would love to yeah, talk again okay. with you. And I would love to meet you in person one day. So. Yeah, totally, totally. So it would be really cool. So, okay, thank you. So, and see you, uh, see you or hear you. <laughs> thanks a lot for your time, buddy. And thanks for being a guest in the podcast. It was amazing <laughs> and keep writing. Yeah. yeah, keep writing. Yeah, see you. So that's it for today, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of Calligraphy Masters podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening to the story of Viktor Pushkarev and it helped or inspired you in some way. Next Sunday, I was supposed to be speaking with a very special guest who was a surprise for you all, but the episode is not finished yet, so we will have to wait a little bit more. That's why next Sunday, instead of one, I will be releasing two episodes and please follow Calligraphy Masters on Instagram, Facebook and YouTube. Thank you for listening and as always, keep writing.